afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, your comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and uh, joining me today, as always, or, or for at least his final four episodes, uh, keeping the sound... I'm uh, in the final four. You're in the final four. Yeah, I made it. Uh, next episode, you'll be final three. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to win this motherfucker. Oh my God, I'm going all the way. <laughs> uh, Matt Bellinap, say Hi. hello, Matt. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. It's going good. Matt's going to stick around. He's sticking around for four episodes to uh, to transition us nicely so that the sound uh, sounds as good as it can possibly be. It won't be as good. But uh, <laughs> we're going to try our, our hardest. Uh, last week's episode was uh, we had a guest in here and Jimmy Pardo joined us. So this is the first, uh, this is the first episode uh, back to the original format. And it is the first one to feature uh, one of our rotators, as I like to call them. I like to I like to tell people I'm in a band now. I'm in Pat, Pat Francis and the Rotators, and uh, I'm going to say on the uh, on the I don't see him being a rhythm guitar a lead guitar. I say he's more rhythm. He's more rhythm. I'm going to say rhythm guitarist. And joining us for his first uh, official episode is comedian Murray Valariano. Thanks. Murray, thank you much for. So I am the Malcolm to your Angus. Uh, I'm, in ACDC? I'm, I'm lead vocal, baby. Oh, who's lead guitar? Uh, I don't know yet. We're going to find out. Well, wouldn't I just be lead guitar by default if I'm the only guitar player there? So far, it doesn't seem like you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's going to be band four me- people. Band we, meeting. Band we, meeting. We had a meeting uh, in the kitchen for about an hour, and I was you were lead, and then as we talked... It's, psh- Rhythm. Are you playing guitar also, or are you just singing? I'm just singing. Are you like man. you're like Belinda Carlisle? I'm I'm Freddie Mercury. Okay, because it, because of what I do on stage, no, and because like of Belinda what I do Carl- off, and because of what I do off stage, <laughs> that's why I'm Freddie Mercury. Right. Your Playboy sure. spread at um, 45 was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I you know I keep a nice I, I manscape a little bit. So where's Matt in this? Where's Matt? Matt Matt is he's he's like, producing. Yeah, I'm the producer. Okay, he's like uh, he's right. like Jack Douglas or George. He's George Martin. Okay, Rick Rubin. Maybe he's the Rick Rubin. Yeah, except I'm not uh, vegan or overweight. <laughs> you're, not, you're not the fattest vegan of all time. Right. I had no idea Ruben was a vegan. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. How would you know it? He's I, got meat in his beard. <laughs> How would you know? It didn't go in his mouth. <laughs> no, it didn't. That's it what sure the beard did. is for. The beard is a, a filter. How many? Uh, how many Beastie Boys albums did Rick Rubin produce? One. Just one. Oh, just just. And then, and then who went from there? Did they do it themselves? No, the Dust Brothers produced the second one, okay. Paul's Boutique, um, which is amazing. Kind of correct. Put, yeah, okay. it, and the Beastie Boy. They. Had, I don't know if they'd really done much before that. They, he, the Beastie Boys kind of put the Dust Brothers on the map. Okay. With that album, and then after that, they just kind of produced everything themselves, along with um, their sort of unofficial fourth member, uh, Mario Caldato Jr., who was kind of Mario C. Likes to keep it clean. Yeah, Mario C. Likes to keep it clean. Yeah, <laughs> is that a right. lyric from one of their songs? Is, that is correct. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm spitting. I know, I'm spitting <laughs> rhymes. Uh, so yeah, they they kind of just took over. I, I think they sort of learned enough from because they also i think had some hand in in the first two albums yeah too, so what's next for the beastie boys now that they're minus one boy? i would love which to i'm know. very i'm a big beastie boys fan I know. so i think it's I, I haven't heard one thing about it i yeah. think it's basically mm-hmm. just over i, I don't well, i don't imagine them to ever do anything again how long has it been since um since the past a year and a half maybe? yeah about yeah, it's, it's, it's coming up on two right like yeah. november or something oh, like that's that. right yeah. yeah yeah it's still very early i mean when uh 
um, Neil Peart from Rush. His uh, he died. No, his his um, <laughs> this is news to me. Wow, <laughs> we're laughing as I'm going to say this. His wife and his daughter, his oh, only right. daughter, both passed within like oh my God. a year and a half of each other. Yeah. and then Rush took five years off. Yeah, I mean, and that's not even a band. I mean, it's family, right. but it's yeah. so um, so it could be it could be a while. But I would I, it probably won't be called Beastie Boys, but I would I bet think, they'll do something. I, I yeah, they're I, move into producing or they do. Yeah, I think uh, Ad Rock does a lot of production uh-huh. stuff. Um, he probably is still doing that. Um, I don't know what Mike D's doing. Boy, I tell you, when their album came out, mm-hmm. last album, yeah. I was so stoked. I'm like, oh man, another Beastie Boys album, another Beastie, and I popped it in, and I'm like. This is just another Beastie Boys album. Like yeah. it was, it was exactly what I knew I was yeah. getting. But then I was like, "Oh, is that how you felt?" There was a, there were diminishing returns, yeah. for, for them ever since I think, like you know, the late ninety. I mean, those basically, I think Ill Communication was really good. Sure, I mean, like Check Your Head was great. Ill Communication was like an extension of that, also yeah, yeah. pretty really good. And then Hello Nasty yeah, yeah. was just like a little less good. <laughs> oh, I loved Hello Nasty. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, but I just don't think it stacks up to those other ones. It, it's still in the same vein. Right. And I guess there is like, there are still like great, like Intergalactic is on Hello mm-hmm. Nasty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's awesome. Um, but after that, I think it just, and then there's to the five boroughs. You just kind of get into like coasting mode. I right. feel like they're not innovating anymore. They're They're just kind of they're almost going backwards because they, they got into this whole idea of, of like, like retro rap uh-huh. where they're yeah. like, let's do like the way rap was before it exploded, like early hip hop, which basically just means we aren't good at rapping. So <laughs> yeah. we're going to just like do super simplistic rhymes. But um, I, will, I will say to the five boroughs, if they're spot on Letterman mm-hmm. where they did, I think they did check it out or check to check it out. Yeah. I think it's, the, it's one tracking shot down like 48th street. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, that's cool. Awesome. All the way down. Pass the subway into the studio, one tracking shot mm-hmm. all the way down, and then they cut to this uh, studio cameras when they come in. YouTube. Oh, that's it's pretty cool. Pretty that's awesome. awesome. It's pretty awesome. What about? Uh, don't you think there's like unreleased stuff that maybe they'll throw together for a box set or something? Could be, but they've already done that. They did that a few years ago. With they did a box set called "The Sounds of Science," and it, it had basically everything on it uh, except one song they weren't allowed to use because it sampled uh, "Back in Black." And ACDC was just like, nope. Nope. <laughs> Let me ask you, I've asked this question before, but not when Murray's here. Uh, a band that you love, one of your top three, four bands, would you rather have an okay album every year or an amazing album every four years? Amazing album every four years. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? I'd rather have a mediocre album. Oh, really? And then, and then I, I will listen to a great album for four years. Like I'll, I'll right. listen yeah, to yeah, it I agree. every, like, I don't mind that. Like that's to me, like that's fine. I'll take my four mediocre albums and then make a great album in the end of the four years. I just like product coming just out feels all the like time. feels like too much work. I feel like then you just end up going like, uh, okay, how, like how I got to listen to this now and it's going to be mostly not great. When, um, Plus well, you don't get to look forward to it well, either. That's true. You know, yeah. like you two right. threaten yeah. a new album right. next year and I'm yeah. really excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited too. More, uh, I guess more from when I was a kid because I'm older than both of you guys. But um, uh, I don't know how these bands did it like album tour like every year there was an Aerosmith album every year yeah yeah for like 10 years there's a you know all these bands just an album every year yeah. they would tour and boom there's new music drugs drugs I keep some drugs keep and, going and, and young you, youth you can obviously write when you're touring you don't you can't necessarily record but you yeah. can be writing the songs then all the a, songs are about touring and <laughs> chicks yeah. and partying I think that's exactly what the which is a was. departure for Aerosmith that's true <laughs> so uh, hey Murray, uh, Murray uh, when we were getting the show together Murray you said uh, you wanted to start with some new business so. I did and I'm uh, I don't know if anybody I, I really dropped a ball in the new business uh, I got really excited about the new Pearl Jam album that 
uh, I'm going to say dropped today, and hey, I don't like that's to say okay. that. I this album that word. comes. I mean, this this episode comes out in four weeks or something. No, like, okay. to, uh, yeah. Well, people on my, people uh, can check and find on out your fiftieth birthday. Yes, this is right. when this is airing. So uh, the day we record this, Pearl Jam's new album, uh, Lightning Bolt, came out, and, and this and took precedence over some other guy. I didn't realize Paul McCartney's new album came out today. <laughs> you know what? Because it's not a ton of. I mean, people like it's on the radar, but it's not like. It's not like there's TV commercials or billboards or anything that I'm seeing. It's just like there's yeah, a giant McCartney. billboard. There's a giant billboard there is? on right. Sunset, I think. But and I totally dropped the ball. I, I realized that on the way over, I go, I can't believe because well, last time I was on, we did yeah. the Beatles uh, debacle. And uh, <laughs> yes, we'll play McCartney down the road. Okay, so his new album comes out, but is is, is out today. Now that so, road is that long and winding. That's a long and winding road. <laughs> it is. Well, actually, it's Abbey Road. Okay. <laughs> Um, but uh, Pearl Jam's new. I thought we could listen. I've only heard two tracks off of it. So let's just buzz through a couple. Yeah, yeah. Matt, I'll let Matt. We, you... did, we did listen to one with Gary a few weeks ago, and I liked it um, when that, that first single. Was it the rockin' one or the mellow one? It was rockin'. Okay, was so that was probably Mind Your Manners. Okay. I think that's exactly what it was, Mind Your Manners. I can tell you, and then we'll edit all of this out. <clears throat> no, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't at all. We're going to vamp I only it. brought four songs for our topic, so we're going to need to stretch. <laughs> Um, the first one's Getaway is yeah. the title of this. While you're looking that up, I'll, I'll play this. Not bad. No, I like this. I mean, Eddie Vedder can, Eddie Vedder's uh, voice can kill a song. Yeah. I mean, as much as I like Pearl Jam, they can write some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And Mind Your Manners was what we played last time. Okay. So uh, that was Getaway. I like that. At first, I like that too. That was iffy on the guitar part, but I think Eddie's voice really saved that one. Let's try something else. Uh, How about randomly pick another one since Okay. We... Well, let's go with the title track, Lightning Bolt. Hate it. <laughs> she comes on like a storm, but you don't know where from she was. This is really good. I'm glad it went somewhere. I could be buying this Pearl Jam album or at least stealing it from Murray. <laughs> Get in line. Yeah, not bad. Oh, he's handing me the jump drive right now. Yeah, so much fun. Can we? Uh, those have been good. Let's really slow things down. Oh, you got to. Sl- you think you know where this the slow is? A is? Snoozer, man. I uh, I saw the video last night on Palladium. Uh, and this what is, is this video of which you speak? <laughs> they still make them. I know. They, they still do. make them. Surprisingly. I, love, I love music videos. And um, this is awful. I mean, it's not <laughs> awful. It's it's so 90, early 90s VH1. Oh, boy. Mellow. Let's do uh, it. Track number four, Sirens. The siren 
This is a slow dance song. Yeah, and I don't I, hate it though. I, I don't like hate it. Like, do you know what? Do you know what this is missing? And I'm, I'm I'm realizing it right now as I listen to it and not watch the awful video. Which, by the way, they're all sitting around playing uh, their I acoustic think videos guitars. More often than not, just ruin a song. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. want to see. I just want to hear it. Pearl Jam's mellow stuff usually has an edge to it. Anyway, this does not. And this has. This is like it is pretty third eye blind with laryngitis. <laughs> oh, nickel. I want to hear the the hook here. Kind of curious because I love you know Better Man is one of my yeah, favorite yeah, songs. Yeah, I love Better Man. Black, you know, all yeah. their mellow stuff is really good. Yeah, I can't get into it. Sorry. It's just, it was just <laughs> I was so bummed when I saw it last night. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, I I I'd say I recommend this album off what I've heard just now. Yeah, um, I would too. What was the last one? Uh, uh, Lightning this? Bolt. No, before this. Maybe the, the, la- the last album, I mean. Um, oh. It had The Fixer on it, but what was the Backspacer. album called? Backspacer. Backspacer. Yeah. I loved that album. Yeah. That was yeah. great. I always and thought that, that, yeah, yeah, he does, and it sounded just like Gene Simmons. Or, yeah. Paul, or Paul Stanley. <laughs> I always thought that was such a, like, kiss. Well, you know what? I'm sure I'm sure that uh, well, I wonder what was Paul, in it. Yeah, what would Paul Stanley think of uh, being uh, maybe uh, stolen from by uh, by Pearl Jam. Well, let me tell you something. I love the Seattle sound. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love you know wearing you know the the you know the the flannels and everything. I did all that when they. When what they was your that. favorite grunge band? My Paul? favorite grunge band was Oh Soundgarden. I thought so. Yeah, I had yeah, a feeling it would have been. <laughs> yeah. What was the Pearl Jam album called that they ripped you off on? Uh, uh, Backspacer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I love the song "The Fixer." <laughs> yeah, great. All right, uh, I didn't put it on. That's yet. okay. Well, do it. Right. Um, uh, I got a couple. I'll just uh, we'll get into the topic here in a second. I just got a couple things to. Uh, I'll just talk about two of these. A uh, couple things that are coming. Actually, this uh, this um, CD I'm holding in my hand right now doesn't come out until November 11th. So probably about uh, you know a couple weeks after this is aired. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is the new uh, Under the Covers Volume 3 by Matthew Sweet and Susanna oh, awesome. Hoffs. Excellent. And this time they cover the 80s. Uh, volume 1 was the 60s. Volume 2 was the 70s. This is the 80s. Um, it sounds great. I don't think the song selection, when you think about the 80s right. and how many songs they had to choose from that that people would love, uh, this is just okay. They do... Uh, they do Girls Talk by Elvis uh, by Dave Edmonds, mm-hmm. written by Elvis Costello. They do Kid by The Pretenders. Nice. Free Fallen by Tom Petty. Save It for Later. Uh, Our Lips Are Sealed, which is interesting. Yeah. Since it's a go-go song. It's yeah, just yeah. from the Bangles. Uh, How Soon Is Now by The Smiths. Nice. That's More Than This by Roxy Music. That's your favorite Smith song? It's one of my favorite Smith songs, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's good. It's They do Trouble by Lindsey Buckingham. It's good, but compared to the other two, especially the 70s one, is just amazing. I don't know how they do it for any of the decades because there's all, you're, you're always right. going to be able to say you're that right. there was so much yeah, yeah. you could have done I, that they didn't do. I guess I'm just comparing this to the 70s and that that song list was amazing. Well, yeah. this, this is this feels like I mean they're both from the 80s basically. That's true. Uh, and so it's a little different, but also it's already the Bangles are out. No yeah. Holland, no Holland Oates. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like I, I, I think maybe for you. 
there's stuff on there that you didn't listen to in the 80s and there's a lot of stuff that you love that they don't even go near like they're not going anywhere near journey right. and they're not going no. anywhere near any of that kind no, of right, arena right, right. rock yeah and I, you know kinda... i didn't i didn't expect them to go arena rock either i just thought uh, but yeah i love uh, i love kid and free Fallen and i save it for later our lips are sealed more than this uh you know I, trouble i i, I think... love the ones i named i love and yeah. the I other think ones... matt makes a good point though yeah. they're they're kind of they're kind of all that all these songs are kind of a branch of where they came from. Yeah, you're right. You know, yeah. so it's really missing you know that Aerosmith and all that stuff. Maybe you know what I wasn't, but I, yet I wasn't thinking of I wasn't thinking of them covering Journey and Aerosmith. But, I, okay, I, but the '70s one, I I would guess had a lot of stuff that you already knew and loved. Like it wasn't random shit you didn't know, of, right? Uh, and no, I'm not saying this. No, is but random, now that you guys right. say that, it also the uh, the '70s one. Uh, I love it better, but it, it still has stuff from where they came from, too. Mm-hmm. They, they do go all the way by the raspberries and secondhand mm-hmm. news, all the young dudes. You're so vain. Mm-hmm. I've seen all good people by Yes. Sure. Hello, it's me by Todd Rundgren. Maggie May by Rod Stewart. Dreaming by Blondie. I mean, That's tons, yeah, yeah. tons huh. and tons of stuff. Okay. Uh, the other thing that I, uh, I would talk about. This can week, I have this? Uh, you can put it in your. You can put it in your stick it up your ass. No, you can put it in your you can put it in your computer. No, I heard ass first. <laughs> this one, uh, this DVD, a Blu-ray, I'm holding in my hand. I don't know why I bring it so I can hold it up so I remember it. This comes out October 22nd. This is uh, if you're a Queen fan. This is one of those. Um, uh, what do I want to say? Something that you've always wanted to own. It's the Freddie Mercury tribute concert uh, oh, that they nice. put on in 1992, and just everyone is on this. Metallica. Slash, uh, Paul Young, uh, George Michael, Tony Iommi, Roger Daltrey, David Bowie, Bowie Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox. In, in Annie Lennox, they sing under pressure. Uh, it is really great. There's That's a documentary cool. about it. It's uh, it's 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 excellent. I wish they would put it out on CD too, but right now it's just on Blu-ray. And Can I DVD. put that up my ass too? <laughs> uh, sure, sure, <laughs> great. One at a time. This is great. Uh, so what are we? We're uh, 18 minutes in. Let's kick off the topic. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Uh, are you ready, yeah. Murray, for this first one? Yeah, this is exciting. As uh, soon as you're done stealing music, <laughs> this was uh, this was my idea for a topic, and the reason you'll you'll know immediately is uh, since uh, we're replacing the former co-host with uh, a number of uh, different people that are going to rotate around. Around, uh, I decided to come up with the topic called replacement players. What? And how this works is almost every band has replaced someone. It doesn't have to be the singer. The Rolling Stones, uh, Brian Jones is out and sure. Mick Taylor came in. So what you would have to do is you have to pick your favorite song off the first album that came out with that replacement player. First album? Well, if you if that's okay, if you didn't do it okay, that I think way. I might but have got one that's not the first album. That's okay. Okay. So, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let Murray uh, go first with okay. uh, replacement players. Uh, first thing, on a personal note, can I just say real quick, I'm really happy to be here, um, and uh, I don't want to try and fill Gary's shoes. Uh, as a fan of the show, I probably listened to every episode, so. Um, I just want to say good luck to Gary. Yeah, I mean, look, Gary, I, I don't know anyone that's going to be able to bring in the music that Gary brought. Like, I, I, I kind of think that Gary kind of recorded that music himself. <laughs> said that it was, a, hey, this is the crazy teacups. And right, they're, right. From, they're from Boston. Right. No, you made that. Yeah, yeah. To find out that he is like this crazy, like he has a <laughs> yeah. warehouse full of full master music tapes. That he's like, made himself. In a little studio. On so, um, you know, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, among you four people, if we put you four together, that we'll get an, an eclectic feel. Sure. And, I'll, and I'll try to bring, uh, certainly not with this episode, but I'll try to bring stuff <laughs> that I normally wouldn't bring into. Right. But uh, So I just want to say thanks to Gary for letting me uh, fill in. And as the new 
rotating host, I want to say, uh, fuck him. So yeah, <laughs> let's move on. Here we go. All right. Um, now, as replacement host, uh, I figured, why not go with the band The Replacements up front? Um, so meta. Right? <laughs> Love it. This is off uh, the album Don't Tell a Soul. Um, Bob Slim Dunlop uh, replaced Stinson on this one. And uh, this is their title track, uh, Talent Show. Yeah, so I love this album, and a lot of people lashed out saying, oh, they sold out, this is their, because it's not as big, chunky. Stinson's not right. there no more, man, they're yeah, not yeah. as good. Yeah, and so uh, <laughs> their definition of selling out is this album going to like number 60 or something. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it barely even charted, but um, uh, it's a good album, and I think uh, I'll Be You got a lot of play on 120 cool. Minutes, and uh, they just reunited to do uh, a short EP called Songs for Slim, because Slim uh, had a stroke. And two years back. And they're doing some touring too, right? Two dates. That's it. And they just played it's Denver. A great tour. <laughs> don't overstay your welcome, guys. Maybe I, the summer. Maybe in the summer they'll do something. I don't know. I had My wife gave me permission to go uh, to fly to Denver to see him. And uh, I had some other gig and I couldn't do it. But my friend Brad Stewart saw him and said it was amazing. Well, let me know when you're out of town so I can head down there. Down where? To your, to your house. Why would you want to do that? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is good. He's this implying is, he's going to have sex with your wife. I'm not going to have sex with anyone. No. I don't now. Why would I ever? <laughs> what happened to this show? I don't know. This is just the stupid humor that I did. I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is very similar to uh, the replacements. I'm going to play a song from the Who's Face Dances. Oh, okay. It's the first album where they replaced uh, original drummer Keith Moon. They just got rid of him. Yeah. Yeah, no, just he, chucked he, him. No, he no, died. he died. He died. <laughs> so, but this this album. Oh, by was, the way, my Stinson died also. Stinson died later on. Ninety five. Sorry, I forgot to throw that in there. Tommy Stinson. Bobby. Bobby Stinson died. Tommy Stinson's not dead. No, he's with. He's playing in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're banging my wife. Apparently. <laughs> um, this is from Face Dances. Uh, this was not uh, well received by uh, by fans or critics, if I remember. I love Face Dances. I think it's an amazing album. And let's hear a little bit of uh, with replacement drummer Kenny Jones, who Roger Daltrey never liked oh, as really? a drummer. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't not know that. Like, no, he. That's why Kenny Jones was only there for two albums because Roger said, "I cannot play with him. He doesn't have the feel that Keith Moon does." Who does? I know. <laughs> yeah, that's all. And Pete Townsend's like he's a, he he keeps t- Pete Townsend liked him because he could keep time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know he wasn't like a lead drummer the right. way Keith Moon was. But this is a song called uh, Daily Records. This could be letting all of this could be highly cut. I'm all aware of any difference. One says it can be done, then someone does it first. I am not looking for equivalence. I just don't quite know how to wear my hair no more. No sooner cut it than they cut it even more. Got to admit that I created private worlds. Some drum 
coming there. Ah, he fucked up right there. <laughs> I like this album. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And by the way, um, on, on the uh, DVD I talked about, Freddie Mercury concert, um, Roger Daltrey is uh, is in this, and uh, he looks amazing. When yeah. you go when you go see the replacements, I might head over to his house. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah well. Instead, now that I think about it, yeah, because he looks he uh, they just did that big Who concert or something. I forget what it was. And he, he came out. He's what sixty five, seventy. He is. 69 or 70 shirtless yeah shirtless yeah. yeah i don't take my shirt off now please i'm i'm upset i wore horizontal stripes <laughs> <laughs> you look a little bit like linus today <laughs> i am just a little, a little bit like a, like a 10 year old that's the truth what's uh, what's in the canon next for murray uh a new oh by the way um i wanted to kind of bring all bands uh, after the 90s because i know you're classic pat francis yeah um but apparently that didn't happen. Um, apparently, these bands have not been around long enough to hate each other. <laughs> so, <laughs> true. The, the, the more recent the band, the harder it is to play this game. Yeah, so that's like, true. You're so, right. like the Fleet Foxes are still having Thanksgiving together. So <laughs> the Fleet Foxes they won't be uh, they won't be represented. But that's Gary's offshoot project, the Fleet Foxes. <laughs> <laughs> but thank God, there's the ego of Jeff Tweedy to uh, change his band lineup like every five years. Um, the, this is Wilco. And the only two members of Wilco that remained are Jeff Tweedy, the main singer-songwriter, and bass player John Styrat, or Styrat, however you want to pronounce it, because he's a good bass player. He knows to shut up and play. <laughs> right? So this is off their great album. I love this album. It's uh, Sky Blue Sky. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is Hate It Here, Wilco. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, he, uh, the replacements are uh, Nels Klein on guitar and Pat Sansone, multi-instrument. Sounds a little uh, Beatles influenced a little oh, bit. Oh, sure, in there. sure. Yeah, the whole album's great. And that's that Nels cool. Klein on guitar, I, he's such a great guitarist. So I picked a clip that did not feature his guitar at all. Um, but listen to like Impossible Germany. It's got like a six minute guitar solo, yeah. or like maybe like three minute guitar solo on it. It's fabulous, and he's such a great guitar player. And that's a great album. I really like that. And Sky Klein, Blue Sky, two thousand seven. Klein, he's a Jew, I assume. <laughs> At first, I was offended, and then I realized I'm not Jewish, so I guess so. I don't know. Right. Um, then I'm like, Klein, no is that Jewish? I don't even know if Klein's Jewish. I think it is. Is it? Oh, well, I'm going to rethink that CD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. When what talk- Gentile do you have lined up? Oh, man, I have uh, guys we were talking about earlier, the bad boys from Boston. This is, uh, this is uh, are they really the bad boys? Are they bad boys? Well, they they are. They do a lot. They did a lot of drugs. It's true. Uh, got on probably a fair amount of trouble. Um, I know they love puns, visu- yes, they visual, do. visual, as, and, and all those bad boys do love a good <laughs> yeah. pun. Yeah. Well, this is from uh, this is from Aerosmith's 1982 album, uh, where they replaced original guitarists, both Joe Perry and oh, Brad right. Whitford. 
I, mean, I don't know if they replaced him or if they quit. I think Steven Tyler was really messed up, and it might have been a mutual parting right. of the ways. But it's possible re- he didn't know that they left. <laughs> he might not have. Because <laughs> some guy with That's long true. hair was behind I him. I didn't realize so. Whitford left on this one. Oh, I yeah, thought yeah. it was just Perry. No, both of them. And they, uh, they replaced him with Jimmy Crespo and Rick Dufay. Now, Rick Dufay is, I'm going to get her name wrong. Uh, there's a young actress right now. Um, oh, what's her name? Um, Mink- Minka Kelly. Okay, Rick, mm-hmm. Rick Dufay is Minka Kelly's dad. Wow! But he was in he was in Aerosmith for a time. This album is so good, Rock in the Hard Place, but it suffers from the worst album cover. Can you see it, Matt? Yeah, it's uh, it's like oh, it's like Stonehenge. Yep, or something. it's Stonehenge, and uh, and that's probably a little bit spinal tappy. Yeah, for a band to have back then, but uh, yeah, that's terrible. It's terrible. Now, if Stonehenge was humping. That would be more right. of an Aerosmith that's, that's album. That's right. They should have two rocks. Two rocks just humping, humping each other. yeah. That they realized later that was the mistake. There was nothing... Uh, sexual about a it. sexual joke yeah. happening. <laughs> they could have called it uh, Cock in a Hard Place mm-hmm. or something, but they didn't. But this is uh, this is the title track. This is Rock in a Hard Place. Parentheses, Cheshire Cat. <laughs> I love the groove on that. Ugh, I am not a fan. Of Aerosmith, period. Uh, period, man. Period. I, well, they're if like, you're not, you're not going to... Listen. I can't do anything need to... need to get a grip. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like pink? Pink in the color of pussy. Ugh. Whatever. Why do they just say oh, it? Why do they have to do my pink umbrella, my gecko umbrella? They should have called that song Wink. Wink. <laughs> yeah. The whole song is wink, wink. wink. We're talking wink about nudge. pussy. <laughs> That's every song there. Yeah. Oh, true. Basically. I think I started getting into them like around pump. No, I'm not pump. Yeah, pump or yeah, permanent. Me too. You know, they, like after they quote unquote cleaned up. Yeah. I liked a little bit of their right. stuff, but that's, I just, I never could get it. And man. then they, then there's the crying craze, amazing craze or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he started prostituting his daughter out in the videos. And yeah. it was just, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. It's like one of the classic bands. I know. Well, look, I'm, I know you, I'm a. You're, I don't think you are in there. You're the not minority. a lot oh, really? I, okay. hear, I hear this Jimmy from a lot of them. people. Jimmy oh, okay. Pardo is on record as hating I hear this from a lot of people. Although Jimmy likes the early stuff. He just doesn't like the big 80s and 90s stuff. No. No, he doesn't. Anyway, I'm not a fan. But again, seven years old, shirtless. Got to get Matt. Got to <laughs> get, take his hat off to that. Well, Matt. actually, but he also has gout. Like he's all messed up. He's like, all messed he's, up. He's falling yeah. apart from the bottom but, up. You know, but he's when, got abs. Whenever man. I, I haven't see, had abs since I was twenty seven. Whenever I see him shirtless, he's like got a pair of women's panties on too. I mean, he just looks. It's too much. Yeah, man. he he might be skinny, but he's not in good shape. Like he is a mess. Like yeah, his he's body still a is mess. failing him. I yeah. think he's about three years away from like a scooter. <laughs> like, like Roger Daltrey looks like he could come in here. <laughs> a and, rascal scooter. Yeah, he's gonna be riding a rascal on stage. Like Daltrey could come in here and take us all down. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but Absolutely. not not. Tight. Well, he's just a skinny little thing. Dolce used to kick ass. That's right. 
He used to punch Pete Townsend in the face. Or he could use it some more. I think Townsend asked for it. He, Probably. He likes, the, he likes the weird stuff. I'll, right. give you a, I'll give you a face dance with my fucking left hook. Face. That's what face dance means. Yeah, yeah. A punch in the mouth. Let me, is Love the it. song Face Dance on that album? No, that's a Pete Townsend solo song. That always confused me. Fancy face. Fancy Fancy dances. Fancy dances. You're up. It's your right. we'll get through. We're going to get through four songs this week. Now, I'm yeah. going to. Uh, good, because I probably, <laughs> no, probably uh, I'm just going to say something uh, off, and I think we can all agree. If you're in the band REM, at one point you have to get sick of Michael Stipe shit, <laughs> right? Come on, I'm a huge REM fan, but this comes out of nowhere. Well, it's going to make a sense in a oh, second. Okay, cool. But Michael, let's. Uh, my, my brother's a big music fan. He will not listen to REM because mm-hmm. of Michael Stipe, Stipe's arrogance and. Wow. Whatever is veganism and all that other shit. <laughs> I tell you what, I get a deep sleep when I listen to R.E.M. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Restful. <laughs> totally restful. Um, so I guess Mike Mills, uh, uh, Peter Buck, and Bill Barry also got sick of him also. Yeah. And while they were guest, guest playing on uh, Sentimental Hygiene. Oh, I see what you're doing here. They replace him. Yeah. With, with you, you went a whole, you gave a big twist on this and that's good. They replaced Michael Stipe with one Warren Zevon. This is the Hindu love gods. Hindu love gods, 1990. And this is their cover of Prince's Raspberry Beret. Yeah, I, I like, like that, that cover. That's yeah, good. It, the whole album's all covers. They do uh, uh, Battleship Chains and a couple other. It's a really good... I'm a big Warren Zevon fan. Yeah, I'm, me too. Who does a Battleship Chains? Is that a Georgia Satellite song? Georgia Satellite's covered. I don't think covered, they wrote it. Who, one, who originally did that? I think it's an old standard. I'll post it on the Facebook page if you know, because I'm all certainly right. not looking it up. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Georgia Satellite's a great version of that song. Yeah, they do. Maybe the only thing I like by Georgia Satellite's. <laughs> anyway, that's Warren Zevon. And, that is uh, a... Cr- like, can I just say that for those guys to get Warren Zevon is a pretty crazy score. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and vice versa for Warren Zevon. That's a, like, that's a weird collabo that both parties are looking great yeah yeah the only and, guy who doesn't look good is michael stipe <laughs> yeah and, and in michael stipe's defense they were jamming with warren yeah. like showing showing up i guess warren was staying in athens or something and so yeah. they're showing up gigging together and then one night while they were recording sentimental hygiene they just got drunk and recorded this album <laughs> without Excellent. stipe and That's it's awesome. great i love it and i figured you would hate that no, I, I like I like Warren Zevon, and, okay. I, and I do like REM. I'm not like a fan. I don't I don't know if I've ever even purchased an album of theirs. Although oh, yeah. my wife has, yeah, like I have all. Oh no, I have. I figured I, from a Prince point of view, you would hate that. Uh, again, I, I I don't know how many times I have to say it on the show. Not a like I'm not a big Prince guy. I, I don't know. I think Pat started this rumor that I'm like. A crazy prince fanatic. Matt loves <laughs> Prince. Right, yeah. I, <laughs> he's he got, he's got the symbol bumper sticker there's, there's on his car. Two things I know about, car. Two things I know about Matt Bowen. What do I love? Prince and burritos. <laughs> Obviously burritos. <laughs> Everyone knows 
My love of the burrito. I mean, your wife, it's so easy to buy for you. <laughs> you get a just, gift certificate to Paquito Moss, yeah. and you get whatever Prince CD just came That's out. That's right. I actually tried, because after we had that conversation where you yeah. mislabeled me a Prince fan, I was like, all right, uh, you know, Matt Price, comedian. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy, really funny guy. Whale Cave. Um, Whale Cave host. He, um, he loves Prince, and I was like, will you just... Make me uh, like a Spotify playlist of the Prince songs that I should know that I don't that are great that mm-hmm. would uh, help me understand because I do like his hits for yeah. the most part. I, I got I kind of got lost with him post you know ninety symbol yeah post-symbol. yeah post yeah. symbol is a little uh, or, or, or even mid symbol yeah. I think I lost him a little <laughs> bit but um, I like Sign of the Times I think that okay. was kind of where I got off the bus <laughs> but but basically he made me this thing I was like yeah I like it some of it's like a little too weird for me right. Um, but it, like, it still doesn't draw me back. I'm not like I gotta keep listening to this over and over. Right. Not everything can be bat dance. Let's be honest. <laughs> now he yeah. he's a perfect he example of what I was talking about. He releases albums a lot. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And but again, and and if he didn't, if he if he put one he out waited. every five years, I probably would be more excited, able to. Well, I just don't. I, I don't, for some reason I just my appetite for music isn't so large that I need to constantly like. I, right. I, I like I like really. Like something that's really great all the way through, and then I don't, yeah. and then I can just feast on that. I got gotcha. you. That makes sense. So he's a Prince fan. Yeah, <laughs> and burritos. That's what I gather. Um, Matt, I'm going to ask you to play my number four track instead, and we'll play three the next time. All right. Okay. So, because um, I want to play something, it's it's a, it's a band that's been around for a long time, but this is a brand new song. Whoa. Um, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, awesome! Totally sick of working with Scott Weiland. I mean, we he's call that a, the Michael Stipe syndrome. Yeah, well, <laughs> and the Axl Rose syndrome. I feel bad sure. for Velvet Revolver. They got rid of uh, Axl and then got this guy who was probably <laughs> just as much of a handful. Right, right. Good but, point. Uh, <laughs> so the new singer, uh, he's going to do double duty. Uh, Chester Bennington. He's going to sing. Oh, awesome. He's going to sing with Lincoln Park. He's also going to sing with Stone Temple Pilots. This is uh, available on iTunes. They have an EP called High Rise, and this song is called Out of Time. Yeah. And they don't have that crappy white guy rap that comes in like right. doing Lincoln Park, which I hate so much. <laughs> right, right. That is one of the worst things that's ever happened. Not, And I'm, I don't mean to single them out because a few bands do that. Oh, yeah. That is, wow, it's bad. And they don't have, uh, they also don't have Scott Weiland singing through a, a police megaphone. I love that. that. <laughs> I, like I, I do too, but I'm trying to say that this guy's You know, you also used to do that? Michael Stipe. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> I've still not. I still haven't let it go. When I first heard Stone Temple Pilots in probably 1993 mm-hmm. or whatever it was, I remember I was a freshman in college. I remember mm-hmm. being in a in the dorm and somebody was playing it, and I was like, "Wait, I don't know this Pearl Jam song." Like, right? No, it's Stone Temple Pilots. I'm like, "This fucker ripped off <laughs> a, a, most, one of the most signature vocals of of that era of yeah. that move that whole scene." Uh, Eddie Vedder. It just like I can't get over. It. I can't get over how 
much of a ripoff it is. Uh, let me tell you something. My second favorite Seattle band is Stone Temple Pilots. That's weird because they're not from there, are they? Yeah, San Diego. Yeah, yeah, from San. What did I say? <laughs> Seattle. I said oh, I'm in San Diego. They're the number one. From Where do you think Di- they're from? I thought they're from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's easy to get those. I know you have a little trouble with S, not just pronouncing it, but what are you talking? What? Hmm? You know, like when you you know two different cities both start with S, it sometimes you mix them up. I'm fine with S. Sometimes <laughs> it sounds a little bit like you're lisping. I don't know if I, lisp. I don't think so. <laughs> maybe you did some speech therapy. It didn't really take. I don't know what happened, but it's, you definitely are. Kiss. <laughs> you're definitely saying it wrong. <laughs> Marie's up. Wait a minute. Um, that reminds me. There's, there's a new Kiss book. Do, have we, you haven't talked Dude, about that. There's a fucking Kiss book every oh, okay. year. Is that the, the case? No, I just it, saw no, it at I'm a bookstore. Yeah, no. There is a new Kiss book. And, but there's, there's always a Kiss book. It's about the early years. And like it's the, authorized. They all, you know, it's, it's basically book, part of the Kiss I've machine. Got, I've, got, I've got the definitive Kiss biography from like seven years ago that they all signed off on. on uh, then Gene did his own book. Ace did his own book. Peter did his own book. Now Paul's doing his own book. And now they have that book. It's just, yeah. it's. Ridiculous. I did flip through I'm waiting it. for Eric Carr's book. <laughs> You're going to be Keep waiting. waiting. Oh, that's the one that died. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's called Foxy. <laughs> died same day as uh, who? Uh, I don't know. Freddie Mercury. Is that true? Yeah. Mm, overshadowed. Exactly. <laughs> that's like being the second most famous person on an airplane that crashes. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> Never going to get the headline. But actually, yep. looking through that book, because there's some good pictures in there, it just to, like, I don't care about Kiss, but right. it is fun to see the early incarnations of their makeup, yeah, 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 which I'm yeah, sure yeah. all super fans have seen these pictures, but like when it was just white with like black eyeliner right. and then like the different things that Paul did before he did settled the on the star. Yeah. It's I think he settled on the star because he's like, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> he, well, was this gene and makeup he, for four hours? Yeah. He's just like, Oh, slap a star on yeah. 10 minutes. He, he was the bandit. The one bandit. One. Yeah. He, oh. had, he had like a lone ranger, but Max. it was silver. For, yeah. Like a silver lone ranger. It was like the love bandit. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> so but uh, the star, you could almost have a stencil that you put <laughs> on your face bandit. and yeah. spray paint it on. Yeah. Oh, I wish he was the love bandit. Gene Simmons chewing gum just sold for $246,000 on eBay. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm reading it right now. That's why? terrible. Why are you, why aren't you into the show? Yeah. You should why are you surfing? the web because kiss is the most underrated, the guy who never takes his eyes off his laptop <laughs> i know go there's a couple uh things uh that i'm going to be talking about i here. bet we're only we're not going to talk about too much more okay oh should <laughs> i start cutting ones i don't want to look uh, i would jump to ones you really want to hear okay well my apo- well my apologies to audio slave i love apologies um <laughs> at one point you're going to get sick of zach de la rocha so you'll bring in chris <laughs> cornell <laughs> yeah what a great riff but what a shitty album their first single, Cochise. The Audio Slave? Yeah, yeah. Do you have it queued up? Uh, if you hit yeah. it at one minute is okay. where the guitar comes in. What if you knew that from memory? Maybe he does. He might. He's a rhythm guitarist. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lead lick. I know. That's it. That's it. It's a great guitar riff. Uh, all right. So we're going to move on down the pike to 1989. Okay. Um, there's a band called Tears for Fears. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of them. Yep. They were recording a song. They recorded an album. They didn't like it. They couldn't find the soul that they were looking for. Producers like Chris Hughes were quitting, coming in and quitting. And uh, they went to, I think it was Kansas, to find this singer okay. that they saw on tour in a lounge in a bar. Hired her in the band. She came back. They recorded the album Seeds of Love. And uh, so, uh, we're going to hear this track. This is uh, Tears for Fears with Olita James or Oletta James. And this is Woman in Chains. Falls away, the great white 
was on the radio. I remember this. Oh, okay. It, it was a it was a single, as, if I'm not mistaken, because I didn't. Ever I don't own remember. That so, album, I don't but. remember. Charting. So no one left the band. Well, here's the here. I figured you, they brought in Oletta James. Yes. And those parts where you hear her singing would normally have been Kurt Smith. Smith. Yeah. So I guess Kurt got figured that out after the album came out and uh-huh. booked. And ditched, oh, and he okay, was out okay. for like a decade, but now they're back together. All right, they, they did like two or three albums without Kurt. Okay, and then, uh, then with this, did this woman stick around? No, she got her own. She, she got, got her own she deal. Was a solo album. Yeah. yeah, she's a. She was a, a pretty. I re, like again. I remember she's that a, name. She's, she's African American. I believe so. Yeah, I, I know that name too, Aletta Jones. Yeah, but James. they literally saw <laughs> her James. in a bar lounge singing on tour off Songs uh, of the Big uh, Chair. Can you imagine how many amazing vocalists are out there? In, yeah, in bars and they flew back and hired her on the band. Changed her life, man. Wait a minute, is it? It's Aletta Adams. Is that right? Aletta Adams. Uh, you're right. What am I saying? Yeah, okay, that's I know that name too. What was I saying, James? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were sorry. thinking of Etta James. Maybe. I was. She was singing in a bar in Kansas. That's right. <laughs> can we just start over so I can get that name <laughs> right? <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid. This is Classic Pat Francis. (laughs) Hey, let's go with uh, one of my favorite bands. This is is my number two vocalist of all time. Uh, Chrissy Hind. Her band, The Pretenders. Um, They kick out Pete Farndon, the bass player, because of his drug problem. And he ends up uh, having an overdose and dying. And then their guitarist, James Honeyman Scott... Also has an overdose and dies, so they need to replace. That is terrible they, luck. They, I know. This, so they replace him with Robbie McIntosh on lead guitar and Malcolm Foster on bass, and they release an album called "Learning to Crawl," and basically a comeback album after the death of those two people. This is their third album, and I want to hear some "Time the Avenger." Ooh, good one. <laughs> Nice, I like that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I love that album. I, I love like Robbie Pretenders. McIntosh. Yeah, he's great. He went on to play with McCartney for a long. Yeah, time. I saw him in '90 at Giant Stadium with McCartney. Yeah, pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Now, was he hired as lead or rhythm? Uh, he was like all. He played all the guitars. They were still. I could do that they, too. They were still. Well, you know, I gotta, I gotta test it out. Right now, you seem like maybe we're gonna put you up in the woodwinds. <laughs> Not the wood. I yeah. dated a girl in woodwinds in band in high school, so I'm happy to be up there. I'm gonna cop a feel. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of wood jokes and blowing things <laughs> and all kind of things. Your turn. I'm thinking of a band. Let's each do, uh, what do you think, two more? Sure. Two more. So let's make some cuts. Ooh, okay. Well, I want to do this band because... Uh, no, nope, cut them. I oh, can immediately gone. look at your list and cut one, uh, Murray, and it's totally unfair, but I would say no to uh, number... Nine? Eight. Number eight? Oh, Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. You know what? They got Although Everything I don't know. This is a better story. I don't know that we've ever played them on here. So I don't maybe think we, we ever have. Eight. I have think we should it? play them just because I just looked right down there. Okay. Now. I don't think you've played the next three. To be honest with you, played any of this music. All right. Well, let's go with this band because I love the story of this replacement band. It's a story about a guy named Adam who had a band, and then a big mean Malcolm McLaren came in and stole the whole rhythm section <laughs> from his band and formed them into Bow Wow Wow. And so Adam, who we might know as Adam Ant. 
uh, teamed up with Marco Peroni, and they wrote a bunch of songs off uh, for the next couple albums for Adam and the Ants, and this is off Kings of the Wild Frontier. Goes out to Suzanne Dillingham, and this is Stand and Deliver. Good song. That was actually a bonus track on the cassette when it originally was printed, which I had. I love bonus tracks. Yeah, yeah, me too. And then when the CD comes out, they throw it on there because there's enough time. Yeah, yeah. But that was only on the U- uh, U.S. bonus. They didn't uh, do it originally on the... Uh, Seems like a crime. Wasn't there a video for that? For Sandal? Yeah, there was a video for Sandal Lover. I first found Adam and the Ants. Uh, MTV used to play the Saturday night concert. Mm-hmm. And that, that was one of the first concerts I saw on that. I just saw Adam and the Ants last year with Suzanne Dillingham. I, know, it's, I feel weird show. dedicating one to your concert wife. It's my concert wife. <laughs> well, I guess if you can go home and have sex with my wife, yeah. I, can, I can dedicate one to your All's concert fair wife. and concerts and <laughs> sex. Uh, Suzanne, I'm, gonna say, I'm coming to see you. I'm going to say uh, apologies to Foreigner. Um, a lot of people don't know they had a, that Lou Graham left in the 90s and they did an album with a guy named uh, Johnny Edwards uh, not a great album then oh, what a shame back. we're going to miss that yeah, one yeah we're going to miss that one <laughs> uh, I'm going to say um, apologies to UFO they replaced original lead guitarist Michael Schenker with a guy named Paul Chapman and yeah, yeah. that from then on those next four albums are my favorite UFO yeah they're albums. good I like this gonna apologies to Motley Crue who replaced Vince Neil with someone who could really sing a guy <laughs> named John Karabi uh, and now I want to come to a band where they had to replace their guitarist their guitarist was so good that they had to replace him with two guitarists. I'm talking about Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah. In the 90s, Lindsey Buckingham left, and they had to replace him with a guy named Rick Vito, who had played with um, Jackson Brown, and the other guitarist was Billy Burnett. And uh, they did an album with these two guys called Behind the Mask. It's a very country-tinged album. Mm-hmm. It's very spotty and... Uh, This is one of the songs that they are featured on heavily. This is called When the Sun Goes Down. Yeah, that's Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) When the sun goes down And the moon shines bright Honey, if you call my name I will take away your pain I will take good care of you tonight. I like it. I like country music, though. Um, I like country music. I mean, I don't. I don't mind it, but I just don't think that that can be compared to anything that they do with Lindsay. Oh no, not at all. So yeah, yeah that's yeah, just yeah. for me. That's one time when it, even two guys replacing one guy just didn't work for me. Right. No, I, I mean, I don't know if I'd put that on heavy rotation, but I, I, like, right, it. Right, I right. like the feel. No, of it's it. not. I like it's, that sound. It, it's not. It's not a terrible album. It's just not. Fleetwood Mac the way I like Fleetwood Mac you know why my wife would hate that song because it's one of those songs that's going to come up at a party at my house and I'm going to spend the next 20 minutes going you'll never guess who this is yes. <laughs> no, go ahead guess hold on listen to this part you'll recognize the singer listen, my to, the background vo- go- listen to the background vocalist come on. That, you know him does that right, woman sound hint. familiar here's a hint you know him and my wife's just in the back going there's a rumor <laughs> that these people used to have a different guitars um, what do we have one or two more left one more oh. one more each can you do it? Yeah, I can do it. I, we'll kill the one that you said. 
Well, let's hear just for a sec. I'll, we'll allow this one not as an official one. Okay. But just because just uh, Pat said we should maybe give these guys. Well, I kind of cheated a little bit. I'll let you. I'll tell you what. I'll let you have two more. All right. I'll have two more. Then I'm not going to play this. You go. All right. Then we'll play it this way. You one. go. Then I'll go. Then you can have one more. Okay. Well, then we'll play this one up front. This is number okay. eight. The first eight. Um, yeah. This is... Uh, 19, I don't think you guys ever played these guys, and I'm a big fan of this band, and they get a lot of shit on. And by the way, I have to apologize to a listener, uh, uh, Benjamin from Calgary, who I said I would play punk on this. How did he even know you were going to be on here? He saw your... Uh, Live show? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or heard it or something. Um, and then you were out in the lobby with a sign saying, I'm the new guy? Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> F, F Gary. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is, uh, not, so I didn't play any punk, and not only am I not playing punk, I am playing the band that most punks despise. <laughs> this, is, this is from the Grateful Dead, 1980. Uh, Donna and Keith leave the band, and they replace them with keyboard Brent Midland, Brent Midland, and this is Alabama Getaway. Start from the beginning. And in a running theme, he ended up dying uh, a few years in 91 or 90 of a uh, speedball I overdose. I did not like that song. Oh, I like, I like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. They got some you good do, old the, rockers. The thing about Grateful Dead, from my weird perspective as uh, someone who was way too young to know or care, but like when you, you experience, there's one of the bands like Kiss, you experience the, uh, the sort of brand before you experience the music, if, right, if, yeah. unless you're older. So like I saw the you know the skeleton and i saw the like whatever and i was like um oh, I, I just assumed they were like metal or something right, right. It, it seemed very like you know like in the 80s it seemed like it fell in line with a lot of metal stuff and then you hear it and it's like this is bullshit country music <laughs> <laughs> i fucking hate it i hate them music. for a different reason yeah i thought i was gonna hate them for being too hard now i hate them for being too soft what the fuck <laughs> no, but, that's uh, the truth I, I like country a lot more now than i did as i hated it as a kid so like i'm a little more accepting of that now so i don't know maybe I'm not going to give them a chance, but I'm saying maybe I was a give little them a too harsh. They're really good musicians, and uh, you know, I'm not saying drop acid and go on tour and wear tie dye, <laughs> but uh, dude, they let you record the shows, man. Bring it, set up, record, trade the tapes with your buddies. And now who's doing that? The Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, they are. They are. Yeah, yeah. I didn't oh, know. Good. That. That's great. I think so. Because the Foo Fighters, everyone knows you don't get that great of a recording when you're holding up a cassette player. No, they have a section, and people bring in their recording equipment, like yeah. oh, really? Bell, like some sort of Matt Belknap recording oh. equipment, and set up mic phones and well, raise them really it. high and let's do it and do a live podcast right during the show <laughs> hey we're at the Foo Fighters concert uh apologies to Hart I was gonna play uh, a, a song um after they got rid of the original rhythm section and got Mark Andes from Firefall and Denny Carmazzi from Montrose and that ushered them into their 80s big 80s comeback but sorry Hart uh Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers I was gonna play a song after uh they got rid of the, after their original bass player retired who just ended be- up dying too right no no he, he the replacement player oh right and the, replacement the original guy died. came back just because it's just a, uh, an excuse to play Tom Petty uh now I'm between yes and sticks 
and <laughs> Talk sticks, about a rock and a hard place. I don't oh, know if shit. I I don't know if I ever played <laughs> sticks on here, but sticks they replaced their original guitarist with a then twenty two year old Tommy Shaw, and I mean that shot them to mega stardom. What album was that? That's Crystal Ball. Okay, but I'm gonna play I'm gonna play a song from the Yes album called Drama, uh, where they replaced John Anderson. And their keyboard player, uh, if you just saw what I just did, I moved my finger on the desk like it was, <laughs> like it was the touchpad of my computer screen. <laughs> I am not afraid to admit that. Um, Who's okay. their keyboard player, Wakeman? Uh, yeah, at the time it was uh, it was Rick Wakeman, and they replaced John Anderson and Rick Wakeman with Trevor Horn, yeah. who would go on to produce 90215. Is that what it's called? Yeah, and start the buggles. And start the buggles. And, with, mm-hmm. with, and the keyboard player... Was also in the Buggles, Jeff Downs. Oh, That's I didn't know. They, okay. So this is a song from the Yes album Drama, and this is called Into the Lens. And uh, ignore the part where he sings, I am a camera. It's weird. It's <laughs> stupid. Is it as stupid as you touching the desk and thinking it was your computer? Nothing is as stupid as that. <laughs> Guitar. Turn down your guitar, dude. Dude, turn down your guitar. That is dumb. You can, in fact, hear yes somewhere down in the bottom yeah, there. Yes, but replacing uh, replacing John Anderson and that guy doesn't sound that bad. What do you I think? couldn't get past the guitar, man. That guitar. Well, that's because John Anderson probably used to tell Steve Howe, turn it down. And now yeah. he's out. Steve Howe's like, fucking blow it up, dude. Let's do it. <laughs> Was that still Howe up there? That's still Howe, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought they had taken that new guitar in by there. That sounds nope. awful. So you're going to close it out for us, Murray? Uh, I'm going to close it. Do you want me to close out with the band we weren't playing? Or I don't, I don't, I don't like the last band. I just like the story. Okay. Whatever you think is going to be the best song to close out the show, or then Matt will actually play, I'll play, play it. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with number nine. Okay. No, I'm going to go. All right. So everybody knows the the story of the band that uh, their lead singer leaves. They call their drummer to front the band, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Phil Collins, and then Genesis takes off. Right. Mm-hmm. But a few years later, their guitar player, Steve Hackett, says, fuck this. <laughs> I'm tired of making money and being popular too. Yeah. I'm going to quit. <laughs> Start another band that only shows up as a blip on the radar of the MTV generation. GTR? Yeah, I love GTR. Yeah. I forgot about them. That's that's the band I thought you were talking about. I thought it was going to be Asia. No, Steve. Oh, he went into GTR. You're right. Anyway, yeah. GTR is great. Um, so then uh, he leaves and they replace him with the bass player, Mike Rutherford. Mm-hmm. And they replace the bass player with the left hand of Tony Banks. And he plays the bass on the keyboards. And they release an album, and then there were three, and this is the only hit off that one. This album blows. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great song. Though. This is Follow You, Follow Me. This is amazing song. Yeah.
I go back and forth on this band, you know? I mean, they got some really good albums, and then yeah. they really went into soft rock yeah. crap-ville. But, but I, I think after Abacab is when, because I like Duke and I like Abacab, mm-hmm. and then I think it starts to... The self-titled one's okay. Right. I liked uh, the follow-up one, uh, 88 uh, or 87. Um, not Use Your Illusions. Uh, I Can't Dance. No, uh... No, Crap, I'm just, I'm I'm just, no, I'm just telling are you. Just, are are we confessing dance. stuff? I not dance. Are we confessing In, stuff? Invisible Touch, is that the one you yeah, like? Yeah, Invisible Touch. I like that album a lot. Yeah, I, I like that, that song. song. Yeah, 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 I do too. There's a couple of um, good um, songs on that album. Before Matt plays this out, I just want to say, don't forget to go over to the Rock Solid Guide that Jason Wilcox has put together. It's at www.rocksolidpodcast.com. Follow us at Rock Solid Show on Twitter. Uh, go to the Facebook page and like us. The artwork's not going to be as fancy now that Gary's not here because that... And that I'm was, not doing it. Not, no, none of us are doing it. <laughs> that was all Gary's work. So uh, uh, if, if you miss that, um, you know, take an art class. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some fans will want to start filling in. Yeah, that, if you, you want to make some artwork for us, contact me at pat at popculturebeast.com and uh, I, you, you will know the topic in, in a week or so in advance and you can work something up and I'll make you an admin on the site. And um, if any fan wants to produce. <laughs> <laughs> also, if any fan wants to replace Murray because he's not coming back. <laughs> Murray, thank you. This was great. Oh, thanks for having me. You I was, fit right in. Where thanks can a we, lot. Murray also hosts a very popular podcast called uh, Road Stories with Murray Valariano. Yes. I like to say starring Murray Valariano. I will Valeriano. take that. Uh, Murray, where can we find you? Uh, you see can, you. You can get the po- uh, podcast at roadstories.tv or on iTunes. And I'll be, I just found out I'll be at the New York uh, Podcast Festival in January with, uh, looks like Jackie Cation's on there also, a good friend of ours. And uh, at Murray V on Twitter. And I'll be, I don't know when this airs, but I'll be in Vegas at the Improv the weekend before Thanksgiving. Okay, cool. And Matt, right. play us out. What do you got for us? Uh, this is a bit of a Wilco situation, as Murray uh, told us that story before. This is, um, I, I, I kind of felt, this is one of my favorite bands, but I also feel like it might be nice to bring the spirit of Gary into the room for a minute. Sure. <laughs> and just uh, play something that he might have played uh, if he were given this topic. Uh, and then eventually, we'll not bring that fucking name up again. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Shins... Oh, nice. uh, is really James Mercer and and some other guys probably I don't know if he grew up with them or whatever but they made a few really great albums um, got famous because of uh, that idiot Zach Braff <laughs> putting him in his <laughs> shitty no movie. argument here um, but then in 2008 after their sub pop uh, contract ended he just uh, basically fired everybody I think I don't really know the story but he reformed the band it's him and a bunch of new people it sounds a little different still his voice which is a very distinctive voice mm-hmm. and and Damn it! If it's still good, I mean, it was still good, even though it's it's very different, and and uh, and you kind of want to hate a guy who's such a dick to his bandmates. But I like this. Uh, Sometimes I, you got to clean house. <laughs> I think that's what we're learning. <laughs> that's what's happening here. So uh, this is simple song from Port of Morrow, the first Shins album post those other guys, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Murray. Thanks, guys.
wish that I could 